5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It's the end of an era, the Stutzman era, I guess. He hadn't announced anything yet. No. and Or has he? No, he hasn't announced anything unless it's happened in the past two minutes. And Brent was asked about it today. And, well, Brent's not really going to say anything about it until Danny Stutzman is ready to decide. But I would just, yeah, just go ahead and prepare yourself that – Stutzman's probably played his uh, last game at the University of Oklahoma. Forget next year, I probably a pretty decent chance he doesn't play in the bowl game. Maybe already off uh, prepping for the NFL draft. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting, and we'll see how it unfolds. I guess you never know. Um, I mean, it's the first one of all of these portal announcements and stuff like that that's that's really come out that's been heavily reported without any type of statement from the player himself, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Oh, you don't like it? No, 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 no. It's it's not that I like or don't like. I was going to get you hyped up there for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's just one of those things where it's kind of hard to really go off of anything until you hear it definitively from the player especially during decision time, uh, I, I guess you'd never know whenever a, a hard guaranteed decision is made because things can change. I mean, I don't know yet. You don't have to declare officially for the NFL draft until sometime in January, right? It's like January, yeah. middle and, of January. And I guess with this guy, too, uh, it, anything is always <laughs> on the table with Danny Stutzman. But yeah. I mean, yeah, but, so. but after everything, I, I would guess that he's probably played his last game at uh, at OU. And, and best wishes to him. And this this one hit the fan base hard uh, last night yeah. into today. And you know, not just the the type of leader and the the player that you're losing, but of course, looking next year to the SEC. I'm just trying to think back. I didn't think about this earlier today, so I'm just kind of in the moment trying to think back. The last time someone left early. And it hit the fan base as hard as uh, this one has, has, has hit, if it is true, you know? I'm having a yeah. hard time thinking of someone that left with more eligibility left. Um, well, because it's interesting. It. It's usually, there's usually kind of a, like, you know, when a guy's leaving. Um, there's some guys that you know, everyone kind of knows, like, yeah, this guy is 
he's a he's a high draft pick or he's given off those vibes to where do you, yeah there's not really a decision coming we all kind of know what's in the works here uh, there's been some surprises on guys that it's like oh okay well i didn't i didn't really think that this guy was going to be a, a very high draft pick maybe didn't didn't play a whole heck of a lot or wasn't wasn't real productive but Stutzman kind of falls in a weird middle area, right? You had a super productive player that was a big leader on the team, very passionate. I in a lot of ways a fan like favorite too. I think fan he, favorite, you know? and you feel like, well, that guy is definitely going to want to see this thing out, go to the SEC, unfinished business. That type of stuff, and I, I, you know, and I still believe that he could improve his his draft position by staying a little bit. But is could he improve it en- enough to justify it? I mean, that's a different question. I mean, I, I guess that just all goes back to the player. Let's just throw it around that you were going to be a early fourth round pick. And if you stayed, you were a middle second round pick. And there's probably, I don't know, someone could probably find somewhere and figure out exactly how much money difference that is. The problem is you don't know the guarantee one way or the other. But, you know, sometimes it may be worth it to go ahead and make that jump. He's been banged up. You know, he he had a tough year, had the shoulder early, then the ankle. Uh, I think he's dealing with some elbow stuff as well. It's just... He's you the modern-day a- Rocky Kalmas, had yeah. multiple injuries, still playing at a high level every single week. Respect. It's been a grind for him uh, all year. So I can understand, like, man, I you, you've got a finite amount of football left in you for your lifetime. How much more damage do you want to take before you start to really cash in on it and do it as a professional, make money in the NFL? Now, the other part of that is, if you knew you were going to be a, a fourth-round pick, I'll go back to that number, and I'm not saying that he'll be a fourth-round pick or he won't be higher, won't be – like, I don't know. It, I, nobody knows. But I kind of like what you're saying with DG, you know, Stutzman could make some money to bridge the gap to the next year if you wanted to NIL-wise. And uh, this would be a good, a good ploy to really build up that NIL base. I don't know who it was. I, it came across my timeline. I saw someone pledge their twelve hundred dollar bonus, uh, Christmas bonus, or whatever. Dang, I only saw like fifteen bucks, and like, all right, I'll, <laughs> I'll make it fifty bucks here. So, I, if rough rough estimate here on social media alone, if Danny wants to come back, he could be looking at uh, eight hundred thousand dollars off all of the uh, <laughs> the Twitter yeah. promises there. Now, um, Captain Willard says, you know, Tyler, you could just ask Steve and tell us all. Hey, oh, yeah. anytime Steve wants to hop on the show, he is uh, he's welcome. He 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 knows that, and I'm sure that we'll talk to him at some point throughout the process. But but I asked about guys that left early that really hurts because yeah, a lot of people were like happy and excited for him, but dang man, I wasn't ready to see the last game of Danny Stutzman in an OU uniform. It was really fun this year, so it, it, yeah, it, it yeah. stung a bit. Um, Jalapeno says Ronnie Perkins. That's a more recent one. Yeah, uh, Scott that's true. Scott V says Jalen Redmond, and then we're getting a lot of Roy Williams, 
And, well, yeah, you were yeah. really hoping Roy would come back for that 2 season, but everyone knew that Roy was going to be a first-round pick after that 0-1 year. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, that's one of those that Coach Stoops will tell you this all the time. Like, there's some guys where there's a conversation like, hey, I, you know, you tell them, you know, I think Coach has always been up front with guys about, you know, hey, I, it would it would probably benefit you to, to hang around another year and, you know, you still need to develop as a player and I know you're itching to get to the next level, but, you know, this is this is perhaps where your draft numbers are looking. This is what they're saying. Probably do you good to, to stick around. There's other guys, like I was talking about earlier, where it's like, like I'm not like, – even if you're asking if you can come back and play, I'm telling you you need to go to the NFL, right? right? And yeah. Roy's one of those guys. It's like don't, don't mess anything up. you got an opportunity to go be a top ten pick. You need to go be a top ten pick. Yeah, go, uh, go find the challenge there at the, uh, the next level. Brandon from the 405 says Tony Jefferson – Sooner Gary says Reggie Smith and Tony Jefferson. Tyler from Ada says Ramondre Stevenson. Mark in Newcastle, here's one from your era. Jimmy Wilkerson is on here. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Wilk, Dog Wilkerson. Yeah. You know, that he's an interesting one now. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy was an excellent player. Um, and... He didn't get – I can't remember where he got drafted. Was he a third round maybe or fourth? I, I can't remember. Did he go to the Chiefs? Higher than that. Is that where he got drafted? I think he was there at I one point in his he, career. I think he did go to the Chiefs. Uh, he was an interesting case where I would have loved to have him back, but it's almost like even though maybe he, he could have got drafted way higher, it was probably one of those things where he could just – he could go to the league and – and, and play and probably be better off. That dude was a beast, though. Six, like, six round pick in the 03 dra- six, draft okay. to the Chiefs is where, is where he was. Yeah. And he, and he ended up having a really nice career, uh, played some good football. Uh, I think Jimmy Wilkerson like put on 15 pounds a year starting whenever he arrived at Oklahoma, and he was already huge whenever he got to Oklahoma because he went from quarterback in high school, option quarterback, to Mike Backer, to defensive end, to three technique in the NFL. Jeez, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's a crazy. It's like crazy Lane Johnson move. playing quarterback in what JUCO, and then moving to tight end, then moving to tackle, and you know becoming man, one of the best at his position. I'll tell you, you know, I think I've I've said, talked about this before. Played against Jimmy whenever he was at Kansas City, and he was on kickoff team. He was a gunner. He's the number five. And he's running about four or five down the field at 300 pounds. He was hell on wills on kickoff team in the NFL. It was yeah, brutal. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Uh, but, no, I played the opening clip to start off the show. Um, the quote that everyone remembers. A lot of people have uh, T-shirts with that quote on it. So, if Danny has indeed played his, his last game at OU – I think that that pregame speech before Texas is going to be a very big part of his legacy. And I do yeah. think that he is he is absolutely 100% going to have a legacy around here. But what is the legacy exactly? Well, again, I think it goes back to what he said. And I, I do think that there's something to a part of his legacy being the first great linebacker in the Brent Venables era. I, mm-hmm. Because I, I do feel like the defense is going to continue to climb. 
Um, and I, I think that we're going to see you know, better and better linebacker play as we move forward. Danny Stutzman's not going to be the only one that we see on an All-American list at the end of the year. But he's that first one when the, when the blueprint of the program really switched back to more of the defensive side after being offensively focused for several years. It was really Danny Stutzman that was that first great linebacker, that first great defender. So I think in some ways that that's going to play in his, into his legacy here as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he is a, he's a rare player that is uh, incredibly entertaining off the field, great interview, great personality, big personality. Um, never heard anyone from the team, coaches, players, anyone speak a bad word about the guy. Seems like his teammates loved him. Um, and, backed it up like crazy on the field you know the, a lot of times you get you get some big loud personalities and you turn on the film and it's like you know this guy talks all the time but for some reason it just never shows up on the film and then there's other guys that are you know great players you never hear from them at all and he's the rare combination of of both and He's an extremely marketable player, and I'll tell you right now, that has value at the next level. Oh, absolutely! In this day and age, in the sport, for sure, it has value at the next level. Now, I don't know how much value, and I don't know how that translates necessarily to a uh, to a draft position. But you know, whenever whenever a a team is going to draft a guy, and they know that probably comes with a really big fan base behind him and a lot of support and a lot of eyeballs. I mean, don't forget that the NFL is its the most competitive uh, level of football by a million miles. It is the top of the top. It is brutal. But it's also about making money. Uh, we all think it's about winning games and Super Bowls. Not in Dallas, baby. It's about no. making money. Yeah. Which, you know, I think Dallas – He's he's a I mean, there's some Vander Esch similarities there. Well, in Dallas, they might let him play with the shades autographed by Brian Bosworth during the game. Yeah. They might let him do that. Well, the reason I bring up Dallas is because you know it's close. You you feel like okay, he probably brings some star power from from within our footprint uh, of of people that that are Cowboys fans. I think there's a, a decent comparison to Vander Esch, um, you know, with the with the size and he's he's rangy and can do a lot of the similar things. So I mean, I, I think that's that's something to think about. And he he's probably done right. He's had so many neck injuries and he had another bad one this year. So um, I, I guess I, maybe I don't want to jump out ahead of that. I don't know what he's doing, but Jerry Jones like, Jerry Jones has been reached for comment on the possibility of getting Stutzman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that or not, but he did say this today. It is a reminder. I've been here when it was glory hole days, and I've been here when it wasn't. And so having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. Stutzman would be the first player to publicly call out the owner and be like, what did he say? It was weird. What's this guy talking about? <laughs> Glory hole, our owner saying that. What? What's he doing? Does he know what that means? I think he would. I think he would troll that by selecting uh, number zero. 
to uh, <laughs> probably to, to be his his uh, uh, jersey number. Probably no. I I love the uh, the NFL segment during uh, during games when they show all the current NFL players and Baker always gets the loudest cheers. Still, Jalen Hurts, CD, Kyler get loud ovations as well. Stutzman next year when they show him up there on the jumbotron, maybe not as oh, yeah. loud as Baker, but he'll be he'll be close to the top for sure. He is. People love him around here, and that's that's not going to change, even if he's leaving a year early. But I, I guess the obvious question now to you in the text line, 405-651-3439, um, if this is legit, how does it change your thoughts of year one in the SEC? Does it change your thoughts of year one in the SEC? Because that's, that's, a, that's a big position to fill with him there, not just the ability, the leadership, everything that he's brought. So how much well, does it change? I think – well, number one, here's the answer on all of those. Uh, the future, like the SEC, how's it going to translate? Like, what are we going to do in year one? Every every question like that has to be first responded by, we have no idea what our roster is going to look like for next season, which is a weird place to be, but that's college football today. Um, but it is going to have an impact. Now, before – we heard that Stutzman is um, supposedly going to the NFL. Uh, until we hear from him, I'm you know just got to kind of leave that out there. He hadn't said it, but I, I thought that they would be a big player at backer, anyways, in the portal. Now, even more so. Oh, they offered Pooh today, so don't worry, they're on it. Who's that? Pooh Paul. Uh, out of Arkansas? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he jumped in the portal. Uh, what? Or I guess he didn't jump in the portal. We saw the graphic come out yeah. a week or Someone two days ago. Someone likes Poop so. Hall then is what that – that was some excitement, more excitement I've heard out of you in the past couple of days. Hey, any football player named Pooh, sign me up. <laughs> right? Chris Paul Jr. is the – but Poop Paul is what everyone calls him. And I guess there's yeah. some predictions rolling in that – He's going to end up at Ole Miss. I believe he's taking a visit there this weekend. We'll see. But Pooh Paul on campus. Come on. Let's make it happen. And there will be other linebackers that uh, enter in the portal. I mean, we're still very early on in this portal cycle. Georgia yeah. uh, Georgia just had a backer enter in the portal. I don't know. I, I won't tell you how good he is. Um, the stats just didn't jump off the page. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of ability there. But I, I would agree with you that they'll, get, they'll go get a, a linebacker in the portal here. Yeah. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully you can get a high-level guy, and I, you know who knows what what the portal's going to look like, who all's going to jump in, and once those guys do jump in, who knows who you're going to have an opportunity with. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm sad. Uh, really wanted to see another year with with Danny, but I'm also happy for him being able to. Uh, you know, it's got to be a dream of his to go play in the NFL and. He can definitely play at that level, so to see that unfold is going to be really cool. I'll be a big fan for the rest of his career, no matter where Steve he goes. Steve just better be, and I don't know if Steve's listening right now in Florida or, or where he's at, but I just, road game, post-game shows aren't going to be the same if that guy's not around. So he better still be calling in during the during the middle of the week, talking to That's us. That's right. That's right. All right, let's hit a quick timeout, hanging out the 405 Burger Bar. Remember, always have great deals going on. During football games, NFL game specials, half-off domestic drafts during games, $1 sliders. Again, 405 Burger Bar. Can't miss this right here on Main. 
right here on the corner of I-35. Stay tuned. Ref Army, it's time to join us once again for the Ref's House Smith Restaurant Group College Bowl Pick'em. Just head to ESPN.com, find the College Bowl Mania link, search for the group Unhitch the Wagon, and enter the password Sooners. If you've joined us in the past, it's even easier. Just click rejoin the league and you're in. So take your shot at great prizes and bragging rights with the Ref's College Bowl Pick'em. Brought to you by the House Smith Restaurant Group. A House Smith gift card is good... Uh, that hasn't been uh, finalized yet, so I'll uh, comment on that when uh, it's the appropriate time. And uh, But uh, Dylan's been amazing. He's obviously played his best football this year. Uh, we wouldn't have put ourselves in this position and had the kind of success we did, certainly the turnaround uh, that we did from year one to year two without Dylan and all of his hard work, his leadership, his commitment. He got He made everybody around him better. So... Uh, you know, really, really thankful and proud of Dylan, and and uh, and he's going to have whatever is next for him. Um, you know, I promise you, he's going to have his hands all over. It's going to be, uh, you know, a really successful uh, transition for him. There's Brent Venables today, Alamo Bowl press conference, talking about uh, Gabriel's availability for the bowl game, if he's going to play or not, and his future as well. You buying it? You buying that the decision hasn't been made yet? Whether he's going to play or not, it seems unreasonable to expect Dylan Gabriel to play in the bowl game, especially the way he entered the portal as quickly as he entered the portal. Morning of um, day one, yeah, yeah. Because here's the way I look at it: if you're entering that quickly, you probably want to get pressing on some teams. Uh, let the bidding war begin. And if you do that, let's just say I'm Oregon and I have been able to piece together an NIL offer that is, um, let's say, a million dollars. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's ten times that. But let's say it's a million dollars. Dylan Gabriel agrees on it. Well, I'm not going to pony up a million dollars and Dylan Gabriel go play in the bowl game and get injured. And I've already made the decision on my quarterback. I'm out of the quarterback sweepstakes because everyone else has already been negotiating. I've already got my guy and now he's playing in the bowl game and then he gets hurt. I'm out a million bucks. And I'm also late to the party on everyone else that's been in the transfer portal. I just don't see it going down that way. Well, and and from both sides. You're you're talking about from the Oregon side how they view it. And and maybe Gabriel wants to finish out his OU career with his teammates and play the final game. But even for him, does he want to jeopardize that situation, you know, with the NIL spot and next year at Oregon? Probably not. I, I mean, the bowl game is three weeks from today, right? Right. Three weeks from the day they're going to play Arizona and I just have a hard time believing that it's like in three weeks' time, it's not going to be out that Dylan Gabriel's heading to Oregon. There, there's already predictions rolling in that he's going to be playing with the Ducks next year. And so that's when I think that we hear Brent and staff say, yes, Arnold is QB1 for the bowl game. And I, I think he is going to be regardless. But once Dylan Gabriel officially announces that he's committed to Oregon, going to play to Oregon next year, that's when we hear, yep, Jackson Arnold QB1 for the bowl game. Let me ask you a question. Is I know Dylan Gabriel put out the graphic 
announcing that he's entering the transfer portal. Okay. But has anyone confirmed that his name is, in fact, in the transfer portal? No, but, I mean, he said his goodbye to OU. I mean, that, I, I don't know if it's officially in there. If it wasn't, I feel like we would have seen something by now. I mean, that would happen right. Monday, and it's Thursday afternoon. Well, the reason I ask, and maybe you know the answer to this, is what was with that that tweet put up by OU Compliance? Which which one exactly? Let, let me go back it's, and see. It said that contact with a uh, a student athlete is prohibited until their name is officially in the transfer portal, even if they have okay. announced. It says, yeah. reminder, coaches and staff may not have direct or indirect contact with a PSA from another institution until his slash her name appears in the NCAA transfer portal database. Just because a student athlete posts their intent to transfer on social media does not mean it is okay to contact them. Yeah. So I don't know. And the reason I I asked that is because I heard, I don't know if it was on you guys' show or who else's show yesterday, I heard someone saying that the Oregon offensive coordinator was at the Noun yeah. Hotel. Yeah, there was photos of uh, someone that looked like the OC at the Noun. Uh, so I was wondering, like, is that like in response to uh, may- maybe potentially, or or maybe just a bunch of players are getting DMs or or whatever. I don't I don't know. I thought that was interesting though. Yeah, I mean, he basically said goodbye and thanks to the uh, to the OU fan base. So whether no, it's in I'm the not name su- or not, I'm not suggesting he's. He's staying at all. I'm just I'm curious about like the timeline and like because if Coach Venables is still suggesting that it hasn't been decided whether or not he's playing, I'm I'm just wondering if it's if it's 100 percent that he has put his name in the portal. And I don't know. I, Fisk says he is officially in the portal. Um, okay. There's one. So we, we've got nice. uh, we've got one at least. Was compliance trolling Mule Shoe? Says Sugar Shade in Newcastle. I don't know, but that's that's the end result that I would like. Is that they were trolling Mule Shoe for something? Maybe he talked to the uh, deep snapper he just got without the deep snapper officially being in the portal. I'm. Is, are people still suggesting that there's a possibility of Dylan Gabriel with uh, the University of Southern California? Um, no, not really. I mean, all the talks around Oregon at this point. Yeah. Not much around USC. That would be, that would be, that would be, uh, in my opinion, a bad move by Dylan Gabriel. 918, did you guys acknowledge Ollie Gordon's plans to transfer? Well, either you're trying to troll us or you got trolled yourself. I mean, there was a graphic out yesterday that, that was, that was fake. So either you're trying to troll us or you got trolled, but. Then Oklahoma State's going to do everything in its power to make sure that he's playing for them next year. Right. I, I have no doubt uh, uh, about that. Um, okay, 405-651-3439. J- just back to the linebacker discussion from last segment. This text from the 469 just started listening and wanted to see what Teddy's thoughts are regarding the linebackers we currently have on the roster. Well, let's uh, let's talk about them. Um, I I think we have a really athletic 
really capable group of young backers. We are obviously really light on experience. Um, I think we're going to be, and I, you've heard me say this a million times, so I don't really care. We're going to be a little bit on the smaller side, yep. which, you know, I don't, I don't mind that because they're all fast. Everyone in that room can run. Uh, you know, the one guy that I would say is not a burner would be Kobe McKenzie, and he's the one guy that does have the size. So I like the makeup of that group. Um, here's the thing. Everyone in that room, without exception, has to make huge strides in knowledge of the defense just overall general football knowledge we got to be we got to be smarter at backer 100 percent have mm-hmm. to be smarter at kip backer. lewis included like and i say group. kip lewis included because i would guess most people would say that he had outside of danny the best year of anyone at linebacker this year that's that's why i say him right yeah i mean he's i think kip lewis is excellent excellent He's got insane instincts. He's got he's got way above average, like quick trit, quick twitch, firing, being able to come down hill, pull the trigger, and like have burst. He tackles really well. He's an above average tackler. He's a knockback, even though he's like two hundred fifteen pounds. He strikes and is a knockback tackler. Um, I think he is. He shows good movement skills in coverage, but it really doesn't matter how good you can move in coverage if you don't know where the hell you're going. You have to know what you're doing out there. And, you know, another year in the system is going to help him a lot, but uh, it it needs to be an active, right? That group needs to take it upon themselves to get way better in understanding the defense. You just you cannot yeah. play catch up out on the football. And the, field. I guess that's the glass half full take of uh losing a guy like Stutzman and I'm not going to try to pitch you that it's overall a positive because I don't think losing a player like that is. But with what you just said, there's got to be incredible urgency from those guys and you know like just from everyone that, all right, Stutzman's gone, first year in the SEC. Hey, great year last year, Kip. Kobe, you did some nice things. Canick, you, you played in a lot of games last year, but you guys got to get better, and you got to get better in a hurry until next year. So I, I guess that's the glass half full take is a guy like Kip Lewis would have played next year regardless if Stutzman was coming back, but you know there's got to be that urgency of, dude, you're going to have to get a whole lot better in a hurry because you're, you're most likely going to be a starter next year. So it allow, it, it, I think it allows for more growth for a guy like Kip Lewis going into next year, who has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, yep. Kip Lewis, um, I'm anxious to see uh, Omasigo, Lewis Carter, um, get the uh, – oh, my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Um, Pachotti? Get Pachotti back from his surgery. Uh, I think he's got a lot of good promise. Um, again, Kobe McKenzie – I think he's got you know some real ability, especially in the box. He's he's just a big knockback tackler. I mean, I I really like the makeup of that group physically, athletically. They just got a really really long way to go upstairs, and I mean they got plenty of time to do it. But 
It's got to start happening right now. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up from the 405 Burger Bar. Stay tuned. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. United Bank. Spend life wisely. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Seems as if another SEC schedule for 2024 has been leaked. Georgia's schedule, Georgia's entire schedule yesterday with the uh, dates uh, was leaked. Uh, Ole Miss reportedly was leaked today as as hmm. well. So we're doing that SEC reveal show, you and I, from 6 to 7 next Wednesday. And at this rate, we might already know what the schedule is going to look like, which annoys me a bit. But in the leaked Ole Miss schedule, uh, OU would play in Oxford two weeks after the OU Texas game, if if that uh, if that is legit, huh? So we, well, why is it? Get, who's doing the? I leaking? don't. I don't. I don't know. ESPN did it, it the, out. ESPN oh. did it the first time. I don't know these yeah. the, the Georgia and Ole Miss ones. I have no idea. Interesting. But golly, huh. man! Like, come on. Let's just keep it secret for six more days if if, if we can. Uh, but speaking of the SEC, and I'm not trying to steal uh, T Rose SEC fact of the day. Maybe he put this one out already, but I, I heard this stat. Go ahead and guess how many SEC teams have won an SEC title in football since the year 1977. How many teams have won an SEC championship yeah. since 77? Okay. Um, Mississippi State has, Florida has, Tennessee has. You were wrong on your first guess there. No, Mississippi State. Mississippi State has not. I thought Jackie Sherrill won one there. <laughs> no, he, he got to the championship game, got beat by Tennessee in 98. Mississippi okay. State's last SEC title was 1941. Okay. Florida, 10, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Ar- did Ar- Arkansas win it in when when Petrino was there? I'm gonna. Um, Final guess is eight, six, six. Arkansas's never won an SEC title, so um, replace them with LSU. I don't know if I Alabama, said Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, and Auburn are the only SEC programs. To have won an Dang. SEC championship since 1977. Yeah, that's it. There's five teams currently in the conference that have never won an SEC championship. Arkansas, Missouri, South Carolina, A&M, and Vanderbilt. So there's almost as many teams in the conference right now that have never won an SEC championship than teams that have won one since 77. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. And huh. uh, no uh, coincidence there that the six teams who have won one are in the six best positions in terms of recruiting. Georgia, yeah. LSU, Florida, of course, Auburn and Alabama, and even Tennessee. Right. I guess Texas and, A&M's in a pretty good spot, but they're a, they're a noob. And, come on, yeah. it's, it's Texas A&M. When does well, that matter? Man, 
history matters. It's not everything. History's not everything. Um, but, like, when it's just kind of ingrained in the culture of where you grow up, like where the good schools to go play, I, it's hard to it's hard to replace that. And, you know, I, as long as those schools don't fall off, like, everyone's going to have their ebbs and flows, their ups and downs. But as long as you don't stay down for, like, an extended period, like you, you miss a generation or two of hike school kids that are coming out, like, like if you're down for eight years, forget where about you've it. got like two solid cycles of high school kids that go all the way through, and you're never really good. Like it's really hard to claim that back. It can it can happen, but just difficult. Or you can be LSU, sell your soul every four years for a national yeah. championship run, be really bad the next year, and then uh, load up the next you know two years to get back to it again. Kind of same yeah. thing with Auburn, sell your soul every eight years or so. Right, which, you know, a a very strong argument could be made that that's the best way to win a championship. Uh, Hey, man. (laughs) If championship is what you crave, uh, that may be the way to do it. How many uh, SEC programs right now are definitively better at this given moment than OU? Anyone outside Bama and Georgia? Program, you're not talking current team. No, no, no. You're talking – Yeah, the shape of the program. program, like where they're headed, like rec- recruiting, uh, just everything that goes into that. Bama, Georgia, easy. Um, I guess throw – I mean, throw Texas in this, it, I mean, at least in the conversation. Well, I can't say that Texas is better I – mean, that, hey, that opinion has already been made on these airwaves <laughs> today, by the way. It did not go over well in the text line. What the, happened? Uh, Caden McFarlane, a guest with Steel Man and Thune, said that Texas is ahead as a, pro, uh, as a program than uh, uh, over OU at this given point. Did not go well. Well, okay, they may be ahead at this given point. I'm not arguing like today that maybe they're slightly ahead roster-wise and maybe slightly ahead recruiting-wise. Just because they're like slightly ahead at this given moment doesn't mean that the overall program like we're we're close enough, and I would say that we probably have uh, a little bit of an edge over them uh, in in some areas. But like I, you can't just definitively say across the board that Texas is a better program. If Texas is defini- definitively a better program, why have they finished worse than us? Like, I don't know, 13 or 14 out of the last 15 years. Well, they had a better seat. I mean, last year they did. Um, but if you're looking before last year, it would have been 2009, the last time they had yeah, a better I mean, season than you. That's what I'm saying. So that's that's like a prisoner of the moment. I, you, can't, you can't do that. That doesn't – and a lot of people maybe not won't push back on that nationally – but locally, it's like, come on, are you just going to gloss over like what happened the day before yesterday? I mean, let's not just take whatever's happening at the current moment. I mean, you have to build some of that in. I would say Alabama and Georgia are clearly better. I would say that LSU, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, 
are kind of that next tier. And then the following tier after that is, you know, there's a bunch of teams that kind of move in and out of that range. Like you can claim that A&M is in there, even though they haven't had any results, which you have to, it's not about what your recruiting rankings are, right? The program, you have to have results on the field. A&M, like Florida, uh, you know, there's schools with some nice resources and, you know, may have had success in the past or it looks like they're, they have, maybe they haven't had success in the past, but the future looks like it could be bright. That's kind of that next tier. So yeah, and that's I would kinda, say, like, definitively, it's just Alabama and And, and that's Georgia. one of the reasons why I bring that up is because we're talking about, hey, how do you feel about the SEC next year if Stutzman's not a part of the program? Well, it's not like you're severely lagging behind as a program, even with the step-up in competition. The schedule will be yeah. a lot tougher, yes, but you are not a – you're not a middle-of-the-road SEC program when you roll in. Right. You know, I think one of the things that's going to help us a little bit is, like, right now our team, I think, lacks edge playing the same teams year after year, and rarely are they ranked in the top 25. And we lack edge, and we go in and we get everyone's, like, the best shot ever. It's their Super Bowl of the season. I. I think we're going to be the team with the edge once we go to the SEC. Like, we're going to be going into every game kind of, like, feeling like our life is on the line and this is going to be a huge moment for us and not like, ho-hum, well, we beat this team, like, you know, 19 out of the last 20 years. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hang out at the 405 Burger Bar. we got good specials going on at NFL game day. Come and see us. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans. Here we go. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms. Caven's Group, bringing you the sour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Caven's a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. It's Caven's Group at 405-573-3048. Care to feel old? Can I make you feel old? Uh, Well, that's a very – it's going to be hard not to make me feel old. Yeah. Um, The second Big 12 championship trophy that you won – in 2002. Yeah. Um, that trophy is old enough to drink today, 21 years Oof. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty old. Man. Yeah. Long time ago, Tyler. Long time ago. The only ago. thing you guys did wrong that night is let Jeremy Bloom, the skier, get loose for a punt return touchdown. Other than that, how old pretty is good. The, how old is the uh, Big 12 – South trophy that they had sitting on the sideline in 2001 during the Oklahoma State game <laughs> that we uh, uh, – It was old enough to drink that night, I think. Or yeah. at least it did drink that night. Most people uh-huh. did. That's right. I didn't bring it up this time. You did. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I mm-hmm. the one that brought it up. 
Uh, I will bring up, though, that we will be in the Cotton Bowl until uh, 2036 or through 2036. Yeah. Got to love it, yep. man. Cotton Bowl. We got some renovations going on. Uh I don't know when that's uh, set to be done. I mean, first phase is set to be done in 2026, and, and and I don't think that they ever thought about moving it to to Jerry World. But could you have imagined no. at the announcement yesterday after this year's game and the spectacle of, all right, now we're moving it to Jerry World here, moving forward. That Man. would not have gone over well. No, that's where it needs to be. That's where it needs to stay. And if they could make that stadium a little more. Um, welcoming for everyone Which easier they are. to navigate then i think that's going to be just fine yep you got to keep the history there all right that's it for hour number one more from the rush coming up we will uh, take some text messages next hour let's see what you guys think about stutzman stay tuned Go!